Article 7. Self-harm. Please note this article may contain difficult, distressing or triggering content for some individuals. As I have touched upon this in previous articles, I would like to go into more detail, especially as there is a lot of stigma about self-harm. It is okay to not be okay. I have always controlled my eating as far back as I can remember. It was a form of control for me, especially during my first transition out of my foster home. Trying to adapt to a new place with a lifestyle, many worlds apart from what I was used to. At the age of 13, I began to make myself sick. Around that same time, I would often get in trouble in class, and when I had to stand outside the class or reception area, I would scrape my knuckles down the walls until they were all grazed and started bleeding. This felt like a release to me. It's quite difficult to explain the relief it gave me. I could be easily angry, but once I saw my knuckles bleed, I'd become so calm. This went on for years. If I wasn't grazing my knuckles, I'd bite my hand, so there was an imprint of my teeth. Although it sounds strange, it helped me cope with things. All what was going on at home, school, and trying to fit in each transition of moving home, this continued until I was around 15. After that, I went through a phase of hitting things. See my hand swell up and looking bruised, please me. I have no idea why, but the grazed knuckles just wouldn't give me that same release anymore. That phase only lasted a few months, as then I turned to slicing my knuckles with a razor. It didn't hurt and they instantly bled, which gave me an immediate release. Also, the scars would heal completely on the hand so they wasn't visible. That coping mechanism has lasted me up until this day and although I don't do it often, I do still tend to use it. When I was 16 and I was out on the street, everyone was bullying me while I was playing football, which I mentioned in a different article. I genuinely didn't want to be here anymore. I went to the shop and bought a box of paracetamol and walked to the house of my mum's friend as my mum was there. I remember being sat on the curb outside with this box and I just swallowed each tablet one by one until the box was empty. As I sat there, I felt none. A girl I knew came up behind me and asked if I was okay. I told her I'd taken all the tablets. This was the moment reality kind of hit me and I got scared. The girl ran into the house to get my mum and her friend. I got up and walked to the house, through the door and just stood there. They didn't believe I had taken anything because I looked normal and were just stood there. I laughed at them and said, think what you want. At that point, I thought I had done the right thing there. I ended up staying at my mum's friends that night and they were adamant I hadn't taken anything. My mum went to work in the morning and it was around 10 o'clock. I had to shout my mum's friend as I was throwing up blood and keeled over with my stomach. They took me to the hospital and there they told me I was lucky I got there when I did because paracetamol takes 24 hours to get into the bloodstream. They checked all the test results and I had damaged the colour pigments in my skin and my liver. I was in hospital for a few days on trips and then I was allowed to go home. I hoped that maybe things would be better now. I really wanted it to be. I wanted to feel happy again. But I was wrong. Nothing changed. When I was 22, I had got into a relationship that became very abusive and toxic from early on and my then partner self-harmed but sliced her arms. She was out cheating on me, doing whatever she was doing, and I tried it. 
I sliced my arms with a stanza blade, but it didn't give me the same release, and I hated that I had marks that I could see after they healed. The relationship didn't get better, and I ended up taking another overdose. In hospital that time, I just said I had toothache and took too many tablets by accident, as my ex was very toxic towards me, and I didn't want it thrown in my face every day. At the age of 26, I found out my partner was still cheating on me. I felt trapped in the relationship at that point. I had no confidence at all and felt worthless. Nothing I seemed to do was enough. I had a child and people might say I was selfish, but at the time, I couldn't see a way out. I'd been emotionally, mentally and physically abused again. I'd had enough of it all. This time I took so many tablets as I genuinely wanted out of this world and I messaged my best friend at the time, who I'm still best friends with, and I think she rung an ambulance or someone and told them. When I got to the hospital, I couldn't remember anything, but hours later I was told that when I arrived, I was grey. My lips were blue and I was trying to pull the cannulas out of my arms. I was in hospital for quite a while after that one, but it scared me so much that from that point forward, I would never take an overdose again. Once I got out of the relationship after seven years of abuse, I managed to find myself again. I feel so much happier and content. I have been single for three years now and I have created my own life. And we are all in control of our own happiness. I'd be lying if I said I don't have down days because as I've said, I still cut my knuckles sometimes as a release. But it's once in a blue moon now where it used to be very frequent and at one point daily, having to wear gloves at all times. Sometimes when I'm very down, I'd think of ways to die without being in pain. However, I know that deep down I don't want to anymore. Every day I now thank God, the universe, I'm still standing and I pulled through everything. I'm proof that things can get better. Sometimes we humans need a release. It's okay not to be okay, but it's important to find a healthy release and one that doesn't put your life in danger. Life can really bring you to rock bottom, but ultimately when it gets to that, there is only one way up. I know very well what it's like when you feel so low, isolated, and the feeling of being alone, even when you have been surrounded by others. Nothing seems enough. I get this adrenaline rush over my body and in my mind. It becomes so dark that you can't visualise anything past it. I've suffered that so many times. It's a really difficult place to be and bring yourself around from when you're sat there feeling empty, tears streaming down your face and negative thoughts racing through your head. You begin to think of ways to hurt yourself, make it all stop. I never used to be able to control it and that's where I turned to self-harm or I'd intentionally put myself in vulnerable situations in the hope someone else would hurt me. Now I can control my thoughts a little bit. I'm not fully out of everything, but learning to understand my mind and recognising triggers has helped me and also kind of allowing those moments to happen and just sitting there, taking it all in but not indulging in the thoughts, makes those times go by a lot faster. When you experience those times with a different mind frame, you really see a difference. It's like watching yourself pass through them moments. I hope I can overcome these difficult and dark times completely, as I really want to help anyone who struggles with these thoughts, and because I have such an inside view of these times, from both a negative and a positive experience of them, I feel I can understand properly. It is not easy whether it's a mild or a severe episode. It is very real and there really does seem no way out, but honestly, please believe me, things do get better and please know you have got this. 
For those who struggle to understand, please know self-harm isn't attention. It's a genuine cry for help or wanting the difficult time to stop and not seeing another way out. Sometimes there's clues for people as a cry out and sometimes individuals suffer in silence due to not being understood, not wanting to be a burden. Or sometimes people may feel, people may judge their strategies of coping. Anyone who is feeling like they are struggling, please open up to someone. If you feel alone, I am a message away. I am proud of anyone that has been through any of the experiences that I have touched upon in this article. You individuals are beautiful, amazing, strong and brave, and I am only one message away. And for anyone that wants to share their story, I will be open to posting on my blog, either anonymous or with names. I want to cut the stigma around self-harm and mental health experiences in general. Silence is a false sense of security, and it is okay to not be okay. Talking, listening, understanding is the strongest therapy that I have found to work. Life is full of lessons, but you have got this. Life is also a blessing. We only have one, so let's make it count. Be kind to yourselves and to others. We never know what another individual is facing, and please believe a smile can easily be worn.